Welcome to the Metro Church Podcast. We hope you will be blessed by this message. For more information about Metro Church, visit our website at metrochurch.org.au. Uh, in Joshua chapter 3, verse 1, we read a pretty interesting phrase considering where we all are in this country and around the world right now. So I want to take you to that. If you've got a Bible, you can follow on and uh, look it up on your device or whatever. Joshua chapter 3 verse 1 says this, Then Joshua rose early in the morning, and they set out from Acacia Grove and came to the Jordan. That's the River Jordan. He and all the children of Israel, and they lodged there before they crossed over. So it was after three days that the officers, the leaders, went through the camp and commanded the people saying, now listen to this, because this is where we're going to talk for a little while tonight. And I believe that this is going to help lots of you where you are right now. I'm not speaking about health issues or health crises. I'm speaking about your life. So some of you will not be in any kind of health uh, issue right now, but maybe it's a business one. Maybe you're a business owner here right now and you're saying to yourself, I'm not sure what the future looks like. Maybe you're just <clears throat> concerned about family that a long way away. So listen to God tonight. Listen to the Word of God and let it give you help and instruction for your future and where you are. Let's read on. So this is the second part of verse 3. When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then you shall set out from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Do not come near it, that you may know the way by which you must go. <clears throat> Pardon me. For you have not passed this way before. I think all of us can identify with these people that we've never been here before. And I first of all want you to notice that God doesn't want His people winging it, stumbling around, hoping that somehow or other we end up in the right place. God doesn't say, look, just why don't you all go and hopefully you'll end up where you're meant to be. But He gives them very specific instruction right at the start about how do you navigate new and uncertain territory. When you've never been here before, God wants to help you navigate those new and those uncertain places. And I'm going to give you three things out of these few verses that I think are particularly relevant for all of us right now. What am I supposed to do? And for me as well, you know, I'm not a professional preacher. I'm simply another believer called by God who God uses to give revelation to others but can I tell you the first stopping point of all revelation is not the congregation. It's not an audience somewhere rather. It's inside my heart and inside of my life. And so I'm taking this maybe a little before you get it. I don't know, but I'm taking it and it's speaking to me in my life. And so I want to help you wherever you are. Some of you will go to work tomorrow and it'll be new and uncertain territory. Some of you, the rules will change this week for how you do life. It's new an uncertain territory. But we don't have to put all of our life 
into the basket of I don't know. There's a whole lot of things we can do well as we journey through this season that we're in. He gives them clear instructions. Here's the first one. The first instruction he gives is, well, actually, let me read it to you from the message version of the Bible because I think it says it in an even clearer way. Joshua 3 verse 4 says, Make sure you keep a proper distance between you and it, that is the ark, about half a mile. He says, Be sure to keep your distance and you'll see clearly the route to take. You've never been on this road before. The version I read first says 2,000 cubits. That's about 914 metres. Ask yourself the question, what was the point? Some people will say it's because the ark was so holy. But I actually don't think that's why he said keep that distance. I think the message gives you a little window into it. It says keep your distance so you can see clearly. Have you ever followed someone so closely that you're in danger of running up the back of them? Have you ever been pressed in a crowd and the people were jostling and they're so close to you that you actually lose sight of what's up ahead? I know I have. You lose sight of where you're going. Or have you ever been following someone? I've often said to someone as we're driving, following someone in a new place. And I've always said to them, look, If you get through the traffic lights and I don't, please stop on the other side so that we don't lose one another. Because if the distance gets too great, I'm on my own again. But if it's too close, well, then I'm in danger of stumbling on top of you. So the whole thing here is about perspective. When it comes to any crisis or new territory or new space, the very first thing people always lose is perspective. Perspective is one of the most important things in your life, but particularly if you are in a time of a lot of change. Let me just zero it in, nail it down for you. One of the most important things you need is perspective in your life. Write this down. Loss of perspective always leads to presumption. What I mean by that? is that presumption, I start guessing. I start thinking I know. When I lose perspective, it always leads to presumption. And you can write this down as well. Presumption always leads to poor choices. Presumption always leads to poor choices. How many people losing perspective start focusing on the wrong things And then when they focus on the wrong things, they make a wrong choice to follow. Come on, stay with me here. Ever had an argument with a friend or a loved one because you lost perspective? And later on you're saying to yourself, what on earth was I thinking? You said something, you did something that you then later regretted or had to apologise for, or had to go back and undo. Why? Because you lost perspective. And when you lose perspective, you end up in presumption. Presumption's a place where correct information is in short supply, and therefore often you make a poor choice. I'm saying to you today, make sure that when you're in a time of a lot of uncertainty, 
Start pressing the pause button a bit. Start saying, God, will you give me the gift of perspective for where I am right now? The, the other side of this, I guess, is that worry is focus at the price of perspective. When people lose perspective, they start focusing on the wrong things. And that's really all worry is. Worry is nothing more than me getting focused on the wrong things because I've lost perspective in where I'm at. You're focused all right. My goodness. I've never met a really worried individual that did not have phenomenal focus. They are so dialed in. They are so drilled into what's going on. They can tell you what might happen. Hello, right now, our world is absolutely dialed into a whole lot of what might happen, but hasn't yet. What the future might be, but also might not. And we can tend to forget what's around about us, which is why there's no baked beans left in your supermarket. Hello. Like who knew that baked beans were the answer to crisis in your world? Um, Am I making fun of that? Yeah, I am actually, I guess, but I don't mean to make fun of the people. I get it because their worry, their focus has caused them to lose perspective. Some people have got a house that's full of toilet paper. Huh? Tell me that's not a loss of perspective. Some people are never going to need to buy it again for the rest of their life. Why? Because they lost perspective. Worry always, listen to me, worry always pushes perspective to one side. That's why Jesus spent so much time talking about worry. Matthew 5, Matthew 6, Matthew 7. Jesus said, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't fear. Why? Because the first and the biggest casualty of worry is a loss of perspective. You'll lose it. You'll start thinking things, imagining things, waking up in cold sweats. Why? Because you've lost perspective. Proverbs 29 and verse 18, a verse lots of Christians know, it says this, without a vision, people perish. What's a vision? A vision is simply something up ahead. Remember the 2,000 cubits? Vision's not now or else it's not vision. Vision's always up ahead. You know, I've been trying wherever I'm having conversation with people in the last couple of weeks, I've been trying to make sure most of my conversation's about vision. Do you know as a church, we're already planning what we're going to be, how we're going to celebrate when this storm passes. Why? Because without a vision, people perish. There was a famous Mythbusters episode. I so wanted to try this out, uh, but I've seen it in a couple of versions actually, where they got people who considered themselves very internally compassed. By that I mean they think they've got a pretty good sense of direction. Anybody like that? Probably someone in your family. They go, don't need Google Maps. I'm good. I can just tell. I'll know, yeah, I can tell by the wind. That's north. I don't know. Um, I've usually got a pretty good sense of direction, but I remember once being in Phnom Penh when it got dark and all of a sudden nothing looked familiar anymore and I'm in a a strange country. Well, it's not strange anymore to me, but 
I, I did, sure didn't know the area very well. And I remember the feeling of impending panic. Even though I had a phone and even though I had money and I could just hail a tuk-tuk and say, take me to the hotel. But I remember the feeling of being lost and what that meant. And so in this famous Mythbusters episode, they get the two guys, you know, the two uh, leading spokespeople on Mythbusters. They get them and they both reckon, because they're sciencey guys, they both reckon they're pretty good at all this direction stuff. So this is what they do. They put them in a great open field, a flat one, no obstacles. They blindfold them and said, no, we want you to walk in a perfectly straight line. All they did, they never put an obstacle there. They never had the wind blowing. They never had hail and sleet and snow or any great adversity like that. The only thing they took away was their capacity to see. And then they mapped their walk. I remember Jamie, is it Jamie Heineman? I think that's the guy who really reckoned, you know, that he was really good. And yet when they showed him later the video of his walk, it looked like a drunk chicken. He'd wandered all around and yet when he stopped, they said, do you think you walked in a straight line? And he goes, absolutely. And everybody they got to do that test did exactly the same thing. And I remember watching that and thinking how true that is in life. Take away people's vision and they wander aimlessly. Take away people's capacity to have perspective and to see what's coming up and we all do this same stuff. We wander around and we don't know where we're going to end up. So the first thing that we all need to have is perspective. And I would encourage you, get before God and start saying, Lord, would you help me get right perspective? I loved Hayden's advice to you a few minutes ago but I don't think it's just for people at uni or in res colleges. Here's the deal. You know, keep your routine, get up every day and make sure that you're phoning a couple of other people. Make sure you're getting outside of your little circle. Why? Because it'll give you perspective. Uh Uh-huh, okay? Here's the second thing God gives them as an instruction for when you're in new and uncertain territory. He says we need not only perspective, but we need a reference point. He tells them, follow the ark. That's your reference point. I think you can probably see on shot this table over here on my right-hand side. And imagine that that's the ark. Well, if that's my reference point, then I'm not looking at what's happening out there. I'm not certainly not looking at what is behind me. That becomes my reference point. I'm just focused on that. That becomes, I'm maintaining the distance that is there. And it's not what everybody else is up to. I'm not thinking about what might be around the corner. I've got one job. Stay connected to my reference point. Don't lose sight of the thing that I'm following. In uncertain times, ask yourself this question. What's my reference points? When you're in a place where you've never been there before, seriously, ask yourself, I I want you to think about this. What are my reference points right now? Is it the news feed? Is it popular opinion? Is it the conspiracy theorists? Is it all that kind of stuff? Is it how I feel? 
Is it all of that kind of stuff? What he or she said? I've met lots of people for whom their reference points in life are the last problem that they had that overwhelmed them. The hurt or the brokenness that was a part of their family life growing up. That broken relationship, who rejected them. Maybe a bad investment, something that went wrong. And if you make those things your reference points, one of two things is going to happen. You're either going to detour from your destiny or you're going to stop entirely. What are your reference points in the middle of a time where it's new and uncharted territory? I want to give you three divine reference points. They're so powerful and they're so important. Psalm 119 verse 68. This is what it says. It says, you are good, oh God, and you do good. You know, I'd love to tell you that I've never had a problem in life and that all my life has been easy and comfortable and just one beautiful thing after another. But hey, if you know me at all, you know that's certainly not been the case. There's been adversities and difficulties, etc. But you know what? If you keep that reference point, God, no matter what's going on, my reference point is, God, you're a good God and you do good. And maybe right now the path is a little bit difficult. Maybe right now there's some uncertainty, but that's my reference point. I'm just going to keep coming back to that, God, you're a good God. You're a good God, you do good. So somewhere up along the way, good's coming for me. Here's another great reference point to have. Please write these verses out. Print them up, stick them on a post-it note on the dashboard of your car or in your office cubicle or wherever. Put them up on the kitchen fridge, the microwave. Put them up somewhere, all right? Bedside table, put them somewhere. Here it is. Here's the second one. It's Romans chapter 8, verse 28. It says this, for we know, for we know, a reference point, an unchangeable thing. For we know that all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to His purpose. Did you get that? What a great reference point that is to have in your life, to be able to say, God, you're a good God. But here's my other reference point, is somehow or other, all this is going to work out. God, somehow or other, everything is going to turn out for good in my life and world. Here's my third one. I think it's probably one that a lot of people will not think about, but I want to give it to you. It's 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15. Matter of fact, I'm just going to turn there to it because some things you want to let the eye gate see as well as the ear gate hear. So 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15 says this, But if I'm delayed, I write so that you may know how you ought to conduct yourself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God the pillar and ground of the truth. From God's perspective, church is a reference point. Never forget that. I love all the online and the podcasts and all that we can do. Never forget the church. And church, by the way, is not a building, never was. Thank God for that. Church is not a building. It's believers gathering together. Where right now we're just doing that in very different ways. But the church is the pillar and ground of the truth. Please, can I beg you, if you're someone that's been hurt by a Christian leader or by a church or whatever, can I urge you, make church again a reference point in your life. Don't lose sight of it. 
don't lag so far behind that you lose sight of it and you start going, who needs it? Because according to God, we all do. He says it's the pillar and ground. In other words, it's not only the truth we stand on, it's what holds up truth in our life. It's a pretty important thing. So we need perspective. We need reference points for our life. But here's the third one, and it's the simplest one of the lot. Be a follower. It says, be a follower of the ark. It doesn't say go and give your opinions to the ark. Everyone dial in. We live in the time of surveys galore. I reckon about three or four times a week, I'll get some random email saying, please complete our online survey. We value your opinion. Well, God doesn't think like a marketer. He thinks about it as though he knows and he's looking for followers. Think about it. What was Jesus' first words to every one of the disciples? It wasn't, what do you reckon? It wasn't, I've got a great idea. It wasn't, listen, I reckon we could. What do you think? I can't think of any time Jesus ever polled the disciples before he made a decision about what is. Matter of fact, most of the time he disregarded their opinions. You know, they'd say, don't go to Jerusalem. And he goes, I'm going anyway. And they're like, oh, no, don't go. And then Thomas, don't you love the bit, if you know the Bible, the story there? I love the bit where Thomas goes, yeah, let's go. We'll die with him. I go, what a guy to have in your team. Mr. Cheerleader. Huh? Yeah, we're all going to die. Huh? Anyhow, Jesus is looking for followers. Listen to me, not spiritual wanderers. Can I tell you right now, there's, oh, mercy. Oh, look, I'm a pastor. And I just see so many people that are not connected anywhere. And they're just spiritual wanderers. You know, they're in, they're out. Whatever flavour or spiritual fads coming down the pipeline, they have a little flirt with that. They're kind of, you know, um, Jesus is not a dating agency. He's not trying to date you. Huh? Am I allowed to confess? Now I've got you wondering what I'm going to confess. In the back of the Sunday paper, I think it is, or the Saturday one, there's that thing where they put two people that have never met on a date and then they come back and give a score and a rating. I've got to confess, I've read that a couple of times because if I look down and see the score 8 out of 10, I go, well, that was pretty awesome. But Jesus is not trying to date anybody. He's already found his bride. Uh-huh. And he found his bride. You know who the bride is? The bride's all the followers. Amen? The bride's not the attenders. The bride is not the people who've got some kind of belief in God somehow or other. The bride's made up of followers. Following automatically means he leads. Following automatically means I trust. Look, when you're in new and uncertain territory, Make sure you get right perspective. Make sure you're aware of your reference points for the journey and keep your eye on them. And thirdly, be a follower. Make sure that in your daily life, as best you know how, you say, I'm following Christ. Look, 
I think the opportunity to be able to worship like we are is so special and so important. I love the fact that right around the world now, people are connecting, they're logging on, and some people are going to have randomly found us somehow or other. And, and if that's you, then I want to say welcome and please join with us again. Next Sunday morning, 9.30, it'll go live from here. Uh, next Sunday morning, I'm speaking on, but this is serious. And I hope you can log in if you'd like the notes before that, the headlines and the scripture references. Just simply send an email to info at metrochurch.org.au and in the subject line, just put notes, N-O-T-E-S, and then by next Friday, we'll send those out to you so that you can have them in front of you if you want next Sunday morning and follow along with us. But before we do that, I want to pray for every single one of us. I want to pray for you because I know lots of people. There'll be job issues and there'll be health issues and there'll be mental health issues. There'll be all kinds of things that people are facing. And I want to pray with you right now. Why don't you let us know if we can be a blessing to you, if we can continue to pray with you. Either go to the app, download that from your uh, device store, whatever that may be, or get us at info at metrochurch.org.au and we'll make sure our prayer team is praying for you. You know, it doesn't matter how many people are doing that. God's not going to run out of energy when it comes to answers for our life. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you right now for people that are a part of your people. They're a part of your word. They're hearing right now. And God, I pray that for each one, they will become so aware of your presence. Lord, your presence is not just here in this church auditorium that I'm speaking from, but it's in the home, it's in the office, it's in the flat, the apartment, the unit, on the boat if that's where they are, in the park if they're outside watching, wherever they are, at a local cafe, plugged in. But God, you know each one of us and your desire is always to be close. You want to help us. When these people were given the instructions about going and following the ark, the ark represented your presence with them. And Lord, I thank you that your presence went at the very front. Before we got there, you were already there. So God, I pray for people and for families, for husbands, wives, mums, dads, grandmas, granddads, grandkids, whoever, whatever age. Lord, I pray for each one that they will know the gift of right perspective in their journey. They'll have strong reference points. And Lord, as best we know how, we'll be great followers of yours in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Listen, before I throw to the guys at the ministry moment out there at our Connect Hub, and thank you again so many people logged on to that and shared their prayer needs and had their questions answered, and we'll be able to do that in a minute. But let me just say one more thing to you, because I think about two years ago, the Lord put in our heart what we call yes text. We recognised that there were people sometimes that were not able to be physically in a church building for various reasons, FIFO, travelling, whatever. And so we got this idea that we call yes text. What it means is this, that if you want to take the step to say yes to Christ, we want to help you do that. And all you've got to do is text yes to this phone number if you're in Australia, 0488-826-392. It's up there on the screen for you. Text yes to that. 
and you can do it any hour of the day or the night. After you do it the next day at 7 a.m. Western time anyhow, you will get on one screen of your smartphone, you will get a scripture. It's a different one every day. And you'll get a prayer, a different one every day. And when you get that, it's a prayer that you can pray. I'd encourage you to pray it out loud. That's the way they prayed in the Bible. And read that prayer out and make it yours. You get a different one every day for 30 days. And at the end of that 30 days, there's some other things you can opt into. It comes from our church. It's not from anybody else. No one's harvesting the data. That's not what it's for. It's about us helping you to become a follower of Jesus Christ. And you know, hundreds of people have done it. And I've heard stories back from people later saying, what an incredible blessing. I've had numbers of people say to me, it was like every day God talking to me. Some of you, you're overseas. How do you get that? Well, you go to yes.metrochurch.org.au. It's up there for you on the screen. And we'll send that to you via email. You'll be able to get that wherever you are in the world, exactly those same things. So here's the phone number again. It's on our website, I know. 0488-826-392. Here's the yes text email, yes.metrochurch.org.au. We love to be a partner with you in seeing God at work in your life. Pray this prayer, something like this, as you text your yes. Lord Jesus, I need you in my life. I'm asking you to forgive me and to save me. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. It's as simple as that. And we believe that God will start walking with you in a beautiful and a powerful way. I want to say thank you for being with us here at Metro Church Online, live at five. We'll be back again next week for sure. But I encourage you, find some way or other this week. Would you share that message? Because I believe uh, it'll help a lot of people. Find somebody else and say, hey, listen, I think this might help you. It'll be a pretty beautiful and powerful thing. Amen. Hey, God bless you. Love being with you. See you somewhere soon.